Cardinals Corner from Arizona Sports with Tyler Drake and Eric Ruby. Hello and welcome back into another edition of Cardinals Corner. It's a preseason finale edition and joining me as always is Arizona Sports Cardinals reporter Tyler Drake. I am Eric Ruby. We are live from the studio post game because the Cardinals are on the road up in Minnesota and they take down the Vikings a score of 18 to 17 their second preseason victory their second preseason victory 18 to 17 and their second preseason victory 18 to 17 thanks to a David Blau game winning drive Tyler what a sentence I just put together. How are you feeling? Holy cow. It's David Blau. All right, get that out of the way. How are you really feeling now? <laughs> I'm feeling great because we can all say collectively that it is, it is the last game of the preseason. There's no more preseason. Yes, that is such a great feeling. 15 days. You have no idea how much that it just... It makes me happy. It's like regular season starting feels like another... It feels like the first day of Christmas, first day of a holiday. But... First day of Christmas, whatever. You know what I mean. There are 13 First days. First day of school. In, Christ- <laughs> in Christmas lore, there are 13 days. Okay, well, Christmas. there we go. See, history lesson two. Or is it 12 days? 12 days of Christmas. Well, yeah. yeah. Why did I say 13? I don't know. Lucky 13. I guess. But yeah, it's, it's the great. preseason. It's baby. great. We're glad. <laughs> Thank you. No more exhibitions. The games will now count. So I'm feeling good about that part. Uh, Were you able to take anything away from this game? I think it was just that last showing. I think there was a couple guys that might have helped their stock a little bit with these. Like uh, a with like a David Blau, mm. who ugh, that's gonna that's gonna be a tough room though. Quarter, after what quarter, has happened, the quarterback room is a tough one. We're gonna we're, that's yeah. the that's the meat and potatoes. So this pod. pretty much we're talking about David Blau, even though Clayton Tune started. I think that tells you what happened with him. He had just kind of a meh day. I didn't think he did anything to improve his stock, hurt his stock. He just was kind of there. Um, Corey Clement, another guy I think improved his stock. He had the best game yep. out of anybody today. Yeah, well, I mean, the best, Maybe the best Davion game. Davis. Davion, offensively, those two guys, and then you've got Zach McLeod on yeah. the other side with yeah. the three sacks. I don't know if he's making the Six roster. total tackles, three solo tackles, three sacks, three tackles for a loss. I don't think he's going to make the roster, but I think he definitely could be a practice squad guy or somebody, another team could go snag him up, almost like a Chandler Wooten of last year. He's he's getting a little uh, getting a little run before the cuts come. So those were some of the standouts there. Outside of that, I think it was really just. Uh, I think you, we learned more what was going on off the field with who didn't play, which was three rookies stood out: Keytrell Clark, Paris Johnson, and Michael Wilson, your guy. Yeah, so those three looking like they're, they're going to be starters. Yep. Which is starters are at least locks. Right, because Keytrell's still iffy, but I think the other two are right there. Yeah, after the game, Jonathan Gannon said no starters have been named yet. Which okay. Maybe technically not a lie, but also technically not a lie. You know, you know who, who you got. If you're not playing and you're not dressing in the last preseason game, you're probably game, a role player at, at the minimum. <laughs> like you're getting consistent run. Yeah. Like oh, starting running back hasn't been named yet. Uh huh. It's been named since uh-huh. since what? Since James Conner signed his contract? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> pretty much. So it's not a game that I took too much away from. Tune didn't even get to see that much action. Just twelve attempts, nine completions for eighty-five yards, seven point one yards per pass. That's fine. Took a gnarly sack. That one was tough. Woof. That no was touchdowns. On him. That no was interceptions. On him too. I mean, it would also suck that the. 
the guy got to him without a single yeah. like person laying Gotta a finger on him. Yep. So yeah, sure, that's Clayton Toon's fault because he didn't hold on to the ball. But at the same time, that's the second turnover for him this preseason that also had another player not doing the basics yeah. of their job. Yeah, Ronald that Moore led falling to down. It. Yep. Right, and yep. then uh, I don't even know who sacked him, but running straight past Just the offensive nailed line. Nailed him. Just one line, straight. So... I'm less intrigued about breaking down this game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If anything, if anything, two themes for this preseason, batted balls at the defensive line, Mm -hmm. and teams kind of clutch. Yeah. They They come out the gate rough. But they... But they finish things. They don't don't get blown out. Uh, uh, Except for the Chiefs Chiefs game. That's the Chiefs, yeah. But I I don't even know if I count that. Like, to be honest with you, like, it's the Chiefs. Like, you look at Minnesota, you look at Denver, which are teams that are definitely going to be better than the Cardinals this year. I don't know by how much Denver is. I don't know, man. That looked gross. I haven't watched any of their preseason games since, obviously. I haven't either. Focusing on other things. But I I don't know. I don't know. I would still venture to guess that Denver... Like, their defense is really They'll solid. be third or fourth in the AFC West. <laughs> yeah, but the AFC West is like the it's hardest good. division yeah. in football. Yeah, exactly. It's the hardest division yeah. in football. So, yeah, I'm I'm semi-encouraged by how the team conducts itself and need to, like, win scenarios. But at the same time, I'm not taking away a lot from this preseason. Except for, I don't know who the hell the quarterback's <laughs> going to be. I have who I think that's it should be. One. But I think that's very far away from who it will be. So let's break this down. How many quarterbacks, a small chance or a big chance, doesn't matter. How many quarterbacks have a chance to start week one? How many quarterbacks are in the room right now vying to start week one? Three. Joshua Dobbs, recently acquired. He's got to be in the conversation even though he hasn't taken a snap with the team yet. Clayton Toon. Yep. Rookie's got some athletic ability that they could use. Colt McCoy. Veteran who is a coach on the field. You're not throwing David Blau in there? I just think it's going to be tough for him to find a spot. I think they're only keeping three. I think, and I think before we even get any farther, we can just say right now that Kyler Murray is going to start the season on pup. Uh, you don't trade a fifth round exactly. pick for Josh Dobbs. Yep, exactly. So there's your three quarterbacks right there that I think make the roster. David Blau, maybe a practice squad guy, maybe he gets picked up somewhere else after having these two comebacks. Nothing against them. I just think if they didn't make that trade for Dobbs, Blau's the third guy. But with yeah. him, with him now, with Dobbs now in the picture, blows the odd man out because they just traded away you know, a pick cra- for him. What's crazy is that I, I would not say that David Blau is like very far behind any of these guys, mm-hmm. any of them. Like, Cl- Clayton Tune has been fine. He's been fine. He's been fine. He's been fine. Fifth round quarterback thrown out with a preseason squad playing with the second and third teams. Of a team that's expected to tank, right? You you do about as well as you can. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you want to see more out of him to be the week one starter. He's been fine. Mm-hmm. Colt McCoy, I'm <laughs> I'm not feeling great. I I cannot lie. I'm not going to sit here and say I don't have respect for Colt McCoy. I'm not going to sit here and say that Colt McCoy is not by far probably the smartest player on the roster. Ah, Josh Jobs is an aerospace engineer. Okay. Okay, football smart. Yeah, yeah. you know what I mean. I got you. I got you. I I won't sit here and say any of that about Colt McCoy, but what I will say is athletically, him and what Prater are probably bottom two (laughs) on the team. Yeah. 
Am I lying to you? Uh, long snapper Aaron Brewery, you think, is more athletic? It's close. Okay. All that matters is that it's close. Yeah, he's in the bottom tier of just guys that are... Yeah, which yeah, is which yeah. it's fine, but it's also not fine because I don't feel comfortable rolling him out there week one. I also don't think that his arm is anywhere close enough to like be a fine starting quarterback. Yeah. He's been very much relegated to the small passes. The only reason that Colt McCoy is the pseudo starter right now is simply because he's been around. Yeah, I don't know if that's enough for me. But it's also a very weird situation. What do you think? Because I I personally, I don't care that he just showed up. I would probably start Josh Dobbs week one. Yeah. I, I think. <laughs> like, to me, I need Colt to be my third stringer. Okay. Because, hear me out. One, Ego is probably going to be the smallest out of all of them. Oh, right? easily. Right? Yeah. What he's going to get out of the season is absolutely going to be the smallest out of all of these guys, right? Mm-hmm. Like, he probably wants to play the least. I think he wants to play. I'm not saying he doesn't want to, but like, he's, what, 37? He's on his way out. Right. Yeah. He's probably much better suited to be in that backup role than Clayton Toon or Josh Dobbs. Yeah. Yeah. I think. The... Man, it's it's tough. I don't think Clayton should start week one. That's my opinion. I just think you don't throw that rookie into the fire right away, get him really burned first regular season. Maybe you bring him in, if things are going bad, bring him in week one, but you don't start him week one. So really that puts me between Colt and Dobbs. Can Dobbs learn this offense enough and show enough at practice to do it? Because Hasn't he already learned it? He, it exactly. That's where I was going to next. Is He, he has worked with Petsing. He's worked with Wolfork. He knows what the basics of the offense is. Now he just has to get that chemistry with his receivers, pass catchers, running backs, all that, linemen. So if he can really show something... In the next two weeks? Yeah, but I mean, that's that's only, let's say, five practice days, maybe. Just with how this whole schedule with the mini-buy, I don't think they're going to practice a full week next week. This upcoming week, I think they get maybe two days in, and then the next week they have three days. That's five days of practice. Obviously, you have walkthroughs and stuff, and reading tape or going through tape and all that. But five practices before things get live. I, it it all comes down to the comfortability of him in that spot and how the coaches feel. If they think they he can go out there and compete, because that's been the word that's been used this whole offseason, compete, 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 competition. If he can go do that, he's got a shot. But how is that learning curve going to go? I, I think he's smart enough to pick things up, but is he really going to show enough in practices to just say, hey, we're going to make this guy we just signed or we just traded for the guy? Like, that just seems... that's gonna That sends a message. That sends <laughs> a bold. message. It's bold. I Because what's Toon thinking? Uh, I don't know. I try because to put as, myself in his head. Because as much sure. as we think... As much as we correlate this to Kyler Murray likely being on pup to start the season this also has some impact on tune of do they not think he's at the place where they he yeah. needs to be because that's what it says to me I I feel like that's automatically implied because the guy was a second he was going to be what I think the backup in Cleveland yeah and, and then got traded named, Dobbs was named the yeah. backup to Deshaun Watson so it's just the day he got traded so it's not just like oh hey this guy I'm familiar with let's pick him up off the off the right. waiver wire, right. off the off of free agency, this guy they had to go out and get him. 
for a fifth rounder. You don't make a trade like that unless you think this guy's going to play right away. The trade, I, it still bugs me a little bit. Just a little bit. <laughs> and it, it makes me really lean into the fact that I think he should be your week one starter because of the draft. You just picked Clayton Tune with a fifth, fifth round rounder. Pick. Yeah. Okay. You're giving up the opportunity to draft a young guy. I mean, Clayton Tune's been the talk of this preseason for, yeah. you know, he wouldn't be if Kyler Murray was there, but you're giving up that opportunity to bring in somebody. When you trade a pick for somebody like that, Trey Lance went for a fourth round pick. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like there's, there's there's value there. Not a lot, but there's value there. You're going to give that up to have Dobbs come in and spend a bunch of time as your third string because Kyler's one, right? As your third string quarterback, mm-hmm. right? Behind Colt McCoy. Well, then that brings another whole other conversation. What happens when Kyler comes back? Who's getting cut? It's Colt. <laughs> it has to be. Passing game coordinator Colt McCoy. What if he just up and retires? I wouldn't be surprised. That would, that would, I just don't want him to get hurt. That would make everything a lot easier if that is the case. I guess. You're about retiring or him getting hurt? No, no, no. Like, like, no, no, no. Like, Kyler comes back week seven, week eight, week nine, whatever you want to call it. Colt says, all right. Bye. See you later. I was just here to get you guys through. Yeah. But I I don't know if you would do that. That's total speculation, but it's it's something but, to consider. It's the trade. It's the trade that makes it all a little bit murkier, right? Mm-hmm. If you were going past this game, Colt McCoy, Clayton Toon, David Blau, right? Yep. I would still argue for Clayton Toon over Colt McCoy. I'm just I mean, yeah, if you get to that point and Dobbs is your starter, then yeah, why not have Toon be the backup and Colt be third? Yeah, I get right. that. Like, I, I don't want Colt to go out there and get injured, dude. Like, I'm not trying to treat him like he's part of AARP already, but like, <laughs> I'm I'm not thrilled with the idea of running him out there because it's not like he's good enough to warrant the risk. And I also think about... If you're really investing in these guys, like a Josh Dobbs, like a Clayton Toon, who you both are investing fifth-round picks into, yeah. at a certain point, why does it matter if they're just thrown into the fire? Is that not kind of what you want for this season? Yeah, drink out of a fire hose. Right. Like You, <laughs> you want... You want... You got to go through it. Yeah. You want this team to go through it. Go through it. That usually mm-hmm. means losing <laughs> some football games. Yeah. And I'm not saying I think Colt McCoy gives them a better chance at winning. To be honest, I think Josh Dobbs by far and away gives them their best chance of winning right now without Kyler. But if the worry is that Dobbs and or Toon does not have enough experience to start week one, get them the experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was f- all for throwing Clayton Tune into the fire because at the end of the day, you know he's not your permanent choice, and if he goes out there and he sucks and he's terrible, you're okay. Like, thanks for the answer. We're not going to give up on you. You're a fifth-round quarterback. We're going to stick. We're going to develop you, but you're not ready. That's fine. Yep. 
that's fine. And maybe they already saw that. I think, yeah. And so they're like, okay, now Dobbs. The only argument for him not to be the week one starter is the lack of time here. Yeah. But if you traded for Dobbs, you're not happy with what you already have. It's Clearly. something that Petsing already got to work with. Mm-hmm. Like all of his talent, all of his skills. He's extremely smart. Mm-hmm. He worked with Monty in Tennessee. Can run the football. He's the he's the most physically gifted. He is not the most experienced, but he's probably the best. He's a veteran blend. still. He's the best blend of experience and, and mobility. A, a mobility ability of, of tuning. He he brings he's a little bit of both. Yeah. He's the middle yep, ground. Yep, yep, yep. And yep. to be honest, like there's there's a little spark there that he's had some moments. I mean, Tennessee signed him last year for I mean playoff implicating games. The Cardinals wanted him. Yeah. They wanted him this offseason, and he went back to the Browns instead for maybe opportunity reasons, maybe money reasons. I, I'm not sure. But the Cardinals wanted him. And Jacoby Brissett. They wanted one of those Browns quarterbacks. I, I, if Jacoby Brissett was in the building, there we wouldn't be having this conversation. No, he would be the un, we would not be having this conversation. unquestioned starter for week one. Unquestioned. Unquestioned. But he's not. He's not. So I'll pose this to you. Who should and who will be the starting quarterback for the Arizona Cardinals week one on the road against the Commanders? <laughs> You're not going to like my answer. I know, but I want it anyway. Colt and Colt. Why Why should it be Colt? Convince me. He's just, he's the incumbent quarterback. It's, I think it's almost, hey, we got to give the veteran the, the first look. I very much think you, it's in that. You want to know what echelon. I'm not hearing go through my headphones right now? What? Oh, he's the best quarterback. No. Oh, he's the best option to start. No. Oh, there's actual legitimate reason besides the fact that he's old. He's just the guy. He's their guy right now. He is their guy. He will start week one. I don't know if he finishes the game. I agree half. I agree with half of your answer. <laughs> he will probably. He will start be. Week one. He, I, I should. I just think with the amount of playbook, just with everything he knows, the offense, everything, he's been here for the whole offseason, why wouldn't you? It's just that's the move, that's the easy move to make. Who will start? It is Colt McCoy. Yes. Okay. I ain't naive like that. I'd say I'm like 80-20 on that, though. I could also see this coaching staff go, oh, we don't give a bleep. If Dobbs just showed up, he's the best quarterback. We'll start in week one. Yeah. I think it should be him. I think it should be him. And if I'm being very honest with you, I'll set the over under for drives that Colt McCoy leads in game <laughs> one when he starts at four and a half. Okay. 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 Let four me. Four and a half. Colt, it's between Colt and Dobbs for me. Tune, I don't think should start right now. It's between those two. And I, like I said, but I do get where you're coming from. Like Dobbs very much. There's a reason why they went out and traded for him. I just think they're going to want to give the guy that's been here the longest so far the first look. Okay, that's fine. But when he, <laughs> when you put him out there, he gets sacked twice because he can't run. He throws a dud in the flat to somebody. And then he targets somebody downfield and it gets picked off. Don't come crying to me. Don't come crying to me. I won't. I know you won't. <laughs> Talk about Gannon. He gets emotional on my phone. He calls me. He's like, Eric, it was so sad today. We lost to the Chiefs. <laughs> um, what about outside of the quarterback room? Ooh. Where's your biggest question? <laughs> Cornerback. Marco? Marco's a lock. Keytrail didn't dress. Keytrail's a lock. 
Christian Matthew? He's a lock, but I don't know about a starter. He played today. Uh, Hamilton. Hamilton? He's a lock, too. You think he's a lock more than Matthew because Matthew is. I don't think Hamilton played today. Did he not play today? I don't remember him playing. So it would be. I think Christian. So I don't know. I think Christian's the. the, Out of those names, he might be the guy lowest on the totem pole. Yeah. No Antonio Brown today. Christian Matthew did play. So yeah. So that's how I see it. Uh, Yeah. Keytrell. I think that's a big, big. What can Big. you get out of him? Yeah. What can you get out of him? He's quick. He plays really hard. He kind of reminds me of a little Buddha almost. He, I mean, the, he, the Denver tackle against that tight end, He that tight end was like two times the size right. of Keytrell, and he I, put him on the ground. I get what you're saying with the Buddha stuff. Obviously, there's a certain extent. Right? Yes. It's like when I compared Michael Wilson to DeAndre Hopkins. It's exactly. Like, yeah. it, it, it's shades of not reminiscent of, if yep. that makes sense. Yep. The shades of Buddha Baker and Keytrell Clark, obviously the size, the heart. He has a nose for the football. There's a confidence Energy there. level. The energy level, the way that he carries himself as well. I think he's just gone and he's like, he he acts like he should be an everyday contributor, a starter. Mm-hmm. He plays like it. Mm-hmm. He has the confidence. He'll hit the gritty on you if he breaks up a pass in joint practice. <laughs> and one-on-ones. Yeah. yeah. I, I like him. I, I think he'll be solid. He shouldn't. And probably wouldn't be a starting cornerback on probably 28, 30 <laughs> other teams. Maybe not. I, am I wrong? Mm, I would say maybe not that full number, but close. Yes. I. It's there's, rare you there's see some a, secondaries that aren't rare great. It's rare you see a sixth-round sixth rookie come in and start. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's it's, true. It's not... Not exactly something that many teams do. Yeah. Yep. I'm with you on corner. Running back room beyond James Conner. I'm mm. eh, Keontae still doesn't I think have me in love. I think Clement they're going to go with it, love. I, uh, I'm not saying that they're not going to go with it. I'm I don't know. they still got questions. I mean, here's the we got to give this disclaimer, too, is when all these players get cut, there's going to be some moving around. There's going to be some guys that probably we're not even thinking about that might end up on the Cardinals roster. So is it corner and what other position are you looking for on cut day? Which is Tuesday? Yeah. Tuesday. Probably safety and defensive line. What do you what do you see on the defensive line that you want to see a little bit more out of? I just no one has really wowed to take those spots. I think LJ Collier is going to get a spot. I think Leckie's probably going to get a spot. But what about Rashard Lawrence? What about he these was still other guys? playing out there in the, yeah. what, the fourth quarter today? Yeah. And what about yeah. Dante Stills? I think the rookie's done enough he to earn a, decent, a spot, he had a but game. he played late too. Yeah. So that's I mean it could He's just be getting more reps, too, but yeah. but yeah, that's the thing there. I think Carlos Watkins probably has a spot. He had a deflection today, and I said I already said Leckie. I think so. It's yep. those. It's just it's still those very much up in the with air. Even paired with yeah. Dennis. Yeah. Who else? I mean, BJ's probably in that conversation. We saw BJ for the first time. Nothing Not crazy, nothing, nothing wow. But he I played. Mean, to be fair, he's kind of starting late Way a little late. bit. And this is only preseason game. Right. I would I would not expect to see a lot out of him. He's I'm, probably going to be worked pretty slow into this season. And Cam Thomas will be a contributor. Cam, I think Cam Thomas is the big X factor. Here's my, here's my potential surprise cut. My Jay Sanders. Really? Yeah. You don't think he's been good enough he this preseason? Just, he's been banged up 
all preseason. He's not Hand. this regime's Hand, guy. Yeah. Yep, he banged it up like the first or second week of training camp and was is really. I think he played a little bit, but I think he had a setback or something because he again is just not getting a lot of action. And I think there's enough bodies where they could move on without him. I mean, take one of the third rounders you got, third round pass rushers you got last year, and move forward with Cam Thomas. So that's that's kind of where I'm at right now with them. And then safety is just because. Isaiah really rounded out that room, but yeah, who's now the who's the third? Because this team's going to play cover three a ton with three safeties. So who's going to be the guy that's going to rotate in there? And Maybe Keytrail <laughs> fills in that spot but too. That but that also shines a light on Isaiah Simmons. Yeah. It wasn't like they have a surplus. They don't there. have a guy that I see like Javante Moffitt might be the, God, they really the next didn't want him. guy. They really did not want Isaiah Simmons. No. He would have been cut. You see how Giants fans are talking about him? Yes. A safety duo in the league, brother. I don't blame cut. you for not watching the Cardinals preseason. He would have been games, cut but. on this team. That's what that seventh round trade means. He's he was on his way to being cut. Wow. That's what happens when you can't still, play side to side. Yeah, I, I still. If you told me that we were going to be talking about Simmons possibly being cut, man, I I still don't know if I would. I, gone I there, laughed man. at that. I still don't know if I would have gone no. there. No, but it's, that's just the reality yep. that they're in. Yep. Oh, week one commanders, maybe no scary Terry. We kind of covered it in. We did an emergency podcast yeah. this week covering all of the trades, the Isaiah Simmons trade, the Josh Jones trade. And of course, the Joshua Dobbs trade, who we talked oh, a little bit more man. today. What? Speak of the Josh Jones trade with what happened on the field today. Mm-hmm. They might be in some needs of For some all- offensive O-line. linemen. Well, that's also tough. You know, that was something I failed to mention in our emergency podcast, which I, I would still recommend going and watching that yeah. either on YouTube or downloading it. No video for us today. But uh, we did have a video up on Wednesday for our emergency podcast. Go find Arizona Sports on YouTube, or you could download on the Arizona Sports app anywhere you get podcasts, the uh, emergency podcast. But I didn't mention, with the Josh Jones trade, Offensive line was definitely the room that they probably had the most surplus in, but when you compare it to these other rooms, that doesn't exactly mean they had a surplus. Well, and then now you've got John Gaines, who's got the knee injury, and then you've got Dennis Daly, who's got an ankle injury. So there's there's things that might impact this room moving forward that weren't there when they made the Jones trade. So it's going to be something to watch for sure. Well, if you look at the room right now, you got Fro Holton center. Easy. Yelda is going to be money. Yep. Paris to the right. Yep. DJ to the left. Yep. Beecham is a swing. Yep. Wilkinson. Wilkinson will be your guard, left guard. Mm-hmm. So he'll be next to DJ. And then Hernandez is your right guard. He's your right guard. Beecham there backing it up. Like, that's solid. Mm-hmm. But O-Lyman, I have no numbers to back this up, so this is just straight take. This is just take material. That's the room that gets banged up, it seems like, the most. Yeah. Well, and also, with what Gambo said on Thursday about what he was hearing, how Dennis they, they like Dennis Daly as a potential mm-hmm tackle as well that oh that's a rough that's a rough injury to have right after you traded a guy yeah and you like you said stuff might shift around they might go and pick somebody up yeah but the offensive line no matter how bad your team is this year like i won't say it doesn't matter but you understand where i'm coming from when i say it doesn't matter if this team loses this year right you're not coming into this in this year with expectations. They win a bunch of games that's shattering expectations. Your right? expectations they, are to make progress. Right. Progress doesn't always come in the form of win. No. But here's the thing that would kill the entire season. Kyler Murray comes back. Your offensive line is piecemeal. And he gets hurt again because he has to run his little legs <laughs> 
all around the field, yeah. avoiding getting sacked every possession. Yeah. Yeah. You can't have that happen even if you're not supposed to be a great football team. No. And Kyler's not going to want to come back if he sees Colt McCoy left for dead, Clayton Toon left for dead, Josh Dobbs left for dead, which, for the record, if this offensive line room is healthy right now, I wouldn't see that with the starters. But Man, if Kyler doesn't right past, play. Right oh. past Kelvin, which... I, I guess 28 minutes into a preseason pod is about the right spot to give that one dude a little bit of time to shut down whatever the hell he was saying about Kyler. Uh, never heard oh, of him before. Oh, yeah. Never heard of him. <laughs> Literally never heard of this guy before. I, I will find the name. Don't so we, You don't need to say the name. I'm going to find the name. I'm going to find the name so people can find this if they need to. If they need to. Find that, would be, that would be the worst case scenario okay. for this Cardinals team. So this surfaced a couple days ago after the Dobbs trade. From Pro Football Network's Lorenzo J. Rana. Now, I am not going to go in and say this guy's bad at his job. I went and I read some of the stories that he wrote, and he I might read, be getting information. I that's he, it uh, could be well. Here's information fed. So here's the thing. Here's the thing. I don't buy that because I don't think he's bad at his job. His job is not reporting. His okay. job is writing. You know the difference. Mm-hmm. I read. And went through a lot of his articles. A lot of it was very basic. Let me lay out the facts. Here's what has happened. Right? Like, I'm not even kidding. Where you can watch Swamp Kings, the documentary about Florida football on Netflix. (laughs) Where you can watch it. Okay? Fine article. But none of his other articles, even talking about NFL football. Oh, what... Who's the defensive line coach for the Ravens? Here's all the information you need to know. Like stuff stuff okay. like that. So not invaluable. But he went out and he was like, "Yeah, I'm hearing that people within the Cardinals are saying that they're expecting Kyler not to play the whole year." I'm sorry, you don't have the track record. And if you're right, I'll shut the hell up and I'll retract all my words. But you do not have the track record for me to like believe you and here's the thing like i was saying like that is by far the worst case scenario for this cardinals oh, team yeah they need to see what they're going to get out of them if, if they don't trade them they need to see yeah. if they're not going to trade them they need to see yeah they need to see him take the field so if that is the case which it i haven't heard it's not i haven't heard it's anything not. it's from not. my circle i have not heard any of that gambo went out he said he hasn't heard anything um other report like johnny venerable over at phnx he's like i'm not like literally everywhere man like everywhere you look for yeah. Cardinals content. Nobody. Yeah. No. Like Kyle Odegaard. Like these are these. You are will names. not see me saying that. But like, I'm not Tyler's, hearing that. If Tyler's nope. not hearing it, if Gambo's not hearing it, and then people beyond Arizona sports are also not hearing it, it's everybody, right? Yeah. It's not just a source off where a bunch of people are hearing one thing and a bunch of people are hearing another thing, right? Yep. That's not what's going on here. Okay. And if this guy's right. I'll 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 give a public apology. I don't care. I'm not like gonna lose any sleep over this. I just <laughs> there's no there's no track record for yeah. me to go off of, right? Yeah. Like and you don't see any other major outlets, none of them were picking it up. It, for all we know, this guy has a friend who worked in the Cardinals who's feeding him some some BS. Yep. Like that's sure. to me yeah. to me that could to be. me that's that's the most that's going on here. Okay. Somebody who doesn't know I, but I could be wrong. It, if we get to that point, 
if it's like week eight, week nine, he's still on pup. And there's just we don't get anything from them as no, far as answers. Go. We don't. But there's still nothing. Then I'll revisit Lorenzo. I'll, I'll I'll revisit his reporting. Yep. But until then, I don't I don't see it. I just don't see it. Works for me. All right. Two weeks. Two weeks. Two weeks. Fifteen days. Sunday. 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 Week one. We got a, a lot to cover in the <laughs> we time do. between then. <laughs> I and just now. thought about all. So of that. so no no games obviously to recap. No. We've got to go through the whole season. Give you our win loss prediction. Yep. I've got something funny with that. I got I got a nice little twist with that okay. one too. All it'll right. be it'll tease. be uh, it'll be fun. A little tease. So stay on the lookout for that. Follow Tyler as we enter what I would consider the prime time to follow at T Drake for sports. It's a good time. I get it. The preseason, if you weren't that pumped about it, I understand. Like as a as a football fan as well, I get where you're coming from. Regular season's time now. Roster moves are going to be crazy this week. Roster moves are going right to be crazy. Now, the Cardinals are not afraid to make moves, and Tyler Drake will have every single one of them up at T. Drake 4. That's the number 4, T. Drake for sports. Also, so much work, so much content, so much writing, all on the Arizona Sports app, all on ArizonaSports.com, also on our Twitter account, at AZ Sports on Twitter. He's got videos and recaps that he puts up. I mean, if you're a Cardinals fan right now and you don't follow Tyler on Twitter I ain't got oh, none for you I ain't got none for you cuz you obviously <laughs> you don't want to be up to date you don't you I don't know how you're this late in the podcast you don't follow Tyler at T Drake for sports you can follow myself as well if they're this late man shout out to them right but follow Tyler like yeah, seriously, do what that. are you doing what that are you works, doing? That works. and then while you're there Tyler in his bio has the at AZ cards corner podcast that's Get our that. Twitter page you can go and also follow that and then on that Twitter page <laughs> is tagged my Twitter. Sorry, I keep on saying Twitter. X, social. Formerly Twitter. I like to go against the grain. Yeah. Um, you can follow my Twitter account at E-R-I-K-R-U-B-Y, Eric Ruby. Hear me on during the week on the Arizona Sports app on 98.7, ArizonaSports.com. It's hard to avoid us, Tyler. They can't. they can't. And they won't because we will be back before the Cardinals take on the Commanders in 15 days. 10 a.m. on that beautiful Sunday. Until then, enjoy football. We're almost there.